<laughs> this is good, good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and Charles Chuck Thompson is also here as well, too. Therefore, what's going on today, Chuck? Therefore, thou'st is present. Th- thou art present. Thou ist. So, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> We're just a couple of guys that have been friends now for like 17 or so years and just do a podcast for fun. It's not actually for fun. It's 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 work. I've known you longer than that, actually. Yeah. We, uh, we were known you uh, for quite a long time. Acquaintances. Mm-hmm. We used to go to each other's trailer park. I went to your trailer park more often, though, because my trailer park only had two trailers. Yeah. That, is that a park? It wasn't I mean, as much fun. You didn't live in a legit trailer park like i did no it was literally it was a i mean just like an rv park only with trailers instead yeah yeah which is fine you know the freaking trailers are nice these days yeah if i would have lived in like the stuff i see right now i don't think i would ever said a word actually i never did say a word about it except for when people were making fun of me in school but (laughs) other than that it was fine i didn't know no difference the only thing i knew is when i look back on my school pictures and my pants come up about halfway to my knee because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get new pants. Sorry, mom. I'm telling everybody how poor we were. We had a, I got to wear my brother's pants and we just didn't, we didn't have enough pants really to go Brett around. Probably got new pants all the time. I, bet I would Brett, say. Yeah, yeah. Brett did. He got everything. That kid got everything. He's the baby. This is the good morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. I'm trying not to read and say out loud yeah. what I'm seeing in the group right now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna just ban all of that. All all of you are banned right now. You can't <laughs> no more no more Discord. One week for everyone right now. That's the that's the kind of censorship. They're they're trying to get me to address it because I said I wasn't going to. Yeah. So they're gonna keep going until I address it, but I'm not going to. Does this count as addressing it? No. Okay. Because I'm saying I'm not addressing it. The first thing I wanted to talk about, I'm going to go and breeze past this. Well, did you tell people to subscribe? Oh, everyone needs to hit the subscribe button and the follow button. I know that you're liking what you're hearing right now. Like, oh, this is a podcast about nothing. That worked out really well for Seinfeld. I'm going to go ahead and subscribe (laughs) to this show because it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead and smash that subscribe or follow button. Leave a rating and review if you do enjoy the show. That helps the tyrannical algorithms tell other people about this show mm-hmm. which is anti-tyrannical so we're we're against that anyhow so i was also if you're against death you should yeah. follow mm-hmm. i was uh i was cruising twitter over the weekend as i normally do i check up on what's trending because that's how you can find a lot of really good show topics i don't know if you saw this thing so there was a parade in fort lauderdale there was a there was a, mm-hmm. a gay pride lgbtq plus pride parade going on in Fort Lauderdale and something terrible ended up happening, which is someone ran a vehicle into a couple people and killed one of them. And that's a terrible thing. Charlie just said, we're, that's, we're against death. We mm-hmm. don't like it when that happens at all. So I, I get on Twitter and I'm looking at it and I see that hashtag death Santas is trending death Santas instead of DeSantis, you mm-hmm. know, the governor, the guy who's governor down there in Florida. A Florida oh. man. So a Florida man ran into a group. Yes. Yeah. That's that happens just about every day. And uh, in Florida, <laughs> that's a Florida thing. That's that's what they yeah. do. Not trying to joke about something terrible, but 
this was trending, Death Santas, and I was like, why is that? What are people talking about right now? Well, apparently after this person got hit, the mayor of Fort Lauderdale said that it was a terrorist attack. Okay. Mm. And then I read, I go through there, I'm looking at all these trends that are going on, and what do I see but a lot of different news stories about this terrorist attack that just happened in Florida. I see this freaking ridiculous website I'd never seen before called Politic USA, person who runs them or writes for them or whatever. Sarah Reese Jones, she works for him. I know that for sure. Writing a, putting out an article about how Debbie Wasserman Schultz was the target of a terrorist attack because Debbie Wasserman Schultz was in the car that was uh, like right in front of that one. And so she was a target of a terrorist attack. I see the local news stations putting out stories about the mayor saying it was. And so everyone's talking about this terrorist attack and everyone's talking about how Florida had just had just done this new law, maybe in April, essentially giving immunity to people who hit protesters with their cars or even if they died, if they were fleeing a riot. And so the law itself is if you are fleeing a riot, like if you are in danger and you end up having to stomp the gas to get away from people, uh, then you are not going to be charged with a crime for hitting someone because you were actually in danger whenever you You're did in that. fear for your life. And so people are on there talking about how, see, that this is legal now in Florida. This guy, this is what happens when you do this law. There's a terrorist attack, and you can just run your car through people in Florida, and, that's, and this is what happens. Well, it turns out the guy that ran his car through the uh, crowd of people was someone who was with one of the groups at the parade. It was a gay man who was super drunk and happened to hit the gas pedal instead of the brake and hit a couple people with his car. Okay. And so I go back today to pull up all of this and talk about it. And what do I see but some deleted tweets. So I can't see the tweets anymore. The article from the local station that talked about how this was a terrorist attack and how the mayor was calling it a terrorist attack was magically changed to this other article mm. that was uh, that was about the mayor uh, uh, that was just about the uh, the thing actually happening. It wasn't the article about it being a terrorist attack anymore, which is just amazing. Just it was gone. All of a sudden turned to news. And so I go through all these pages just trying to maybe I'll take screenshots of the apologies, right, of uh, people's apologizing for spreading false information before they had the facts. No, just buried with like 15 different tweets from yesterday, just trying to put people do that, by the way. I do it when I misspell something or say something really dumb. I'll just retweet a bunch of stuff really quick and then you don't see it in our news feed <laughs> right after that. Yeah. I'm not going to say I haven't done that over the last Especially three days. Especially on Ambien. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I'm, it's, it's happened before, okay? And so anyway, I don't get any, uh, don't get any apologies from any of these people and uh, someone saying, well, see, this is what happens when you pass this law. And someone said, someone posted an article that showed, well, this was actually an accident. And the person was like, well, it's still a terrible law, though. <laughs> 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 and so what I noticed, let me just read a little bit of the article, the mayor apologizing for this and then kind of the bigger picture here. But Fort Lauderdale mail, reg mayor regrets calling the Pride Parade crash a terrorist attack from NBC Miami. The mayor is apologizing for his comments, calling the fatal crash at the parade a terrorist, a terrorist attack after officials said they believe the driver unintentionally hit the spectators. Quote, he said, I regret the fact that I said it was a terrorist attack because we found out that it was not. <laughs> but, I but I don't regret my feelings. I don't regret that I felt terrorized by someone who plowed through the crowd. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a great apology. <laughs> I regret that I said that, but I don't regret the fact that the f- I felt terrorized. And so I called this a terrorist attack. Yeah. You know, the first step in apologizing, if you go to apology school, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. first thing they say is you should say, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but I'm yes. sorry. And then qualify. Yeah. What you what was happening? I'm sorry, but there was a good reason I did. There was it a good reason I said it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry I said it, but I'm not sorry that I said it because I felt terrorized. Saturday's crash initially drew speculation that it was a hate crime. In fact, it was the first thing I saw trending on Twitter that it was a hate crime directed at the gay community. Uh, after Trantalis, who's the mayor, witnessed the crash firsthand and called it a terrorist attack on the LGBTQ community. They didn't put the plus. This is obviously a very bigoted newspaper from yep. what I can tell. Um, Trantalis, who was Fort Lauderdale's first openly gay mayor, initially told reporters the act was deliberate, adding to the confusion Saturday night. He said, it terrorized me and all around me. I fear that could be intentional based on what I saw from mere feet away, which was a car hitting a couple people and so we feared that it was intentional and called it the terrorist attack he said on twitter as the facts continue to be pieced together a picture is emerging of an accident in which a truck careened out of control anyway and the thing that bothered me about this was this was trending there were thousands of retweets behind all types of things not just the death santas thing because i'm it's not like i'm a huge ron DeSantis fan or anything like that Does but he- it was it what what I, I was gonna say, reading on it does. I don't even think it was a drunk gay guy. The uh, police are saying the man behind the wheel was a 77 year old man who was selected to drive in the parade because of ailments that prevent him from walking. He was part of a, I believe a, it said a chorus or something like that. He was in the group, but they had him drive because he couldn't walk. But um, yeah, that is that is what I've heard so far, and that does what that is what the article says. Um, what bothered me was how much hatred there was around this all the crazy things i saw people saying not only just about what florida's law was but just about i mean there are people talking about trump or whatever talking about the right talking about you know murderous domestic terrorists and and all that and and then what ends up happening is the people who tweeted those things they just delete them afterwards and the newspapers they just change the actual article that's inside the link and and then they just act like it never happened. But the problem is the emotions and the actual the actual first impressions, the things that you saw on Saturday, those still get left in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't just go back on there and then see that it actually was an accident or something like that. There's probably still a lot of people who do think that it was a terrorist attack. There's probably people who are like, well, okay, it was an accident, but... This kind of thing happens all the time. It's totally something that someone on the right would do. So I don't know. Well, yeah, this was totally blown out of proportion, I but I still disagree with the law. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's just insane. And this is what happens when you have a reaction without all the facts. Yeah, and, it is. And then also for just is saying because it was an LGBTQ event that it had to be terrorism mm-hmm. first. Terrorism first. Terrorism against, first. Uh, against the minority crowd that is there. Accidents don't happen. Yeah. That's actually no the least this, likely thing. Yeah. It's more than likely those white ring, those white right wing supremacists. Yeah. 
Those are the ones that are doing it. They hate gays. They, they, that's, that's well known, you know. And uh, listen, going through the past history and everything, and this is starting to change. I think this year is the first time that a majority of people surveyed that were conservatives said that they were fine with gay marriage and all that. I'm not trying to erase the past and what people have said or what people still say. But it doesn't excuse spreading false information, which I guarantee you is something that all of these people have talked about. The Twitters and the Facebooks need to make sure they're censoring this false, crazy information because this is what leads to QAnons and January 6th riots and all Channel that kind 48. of stuff. We, we got to make sure that we get all this stuff out of here. And, and so anyway, that's the kind of thing that bothers me because this is how... People generate ideas off of things that didn't actually happen. And it's from false reporting from these people. It's from mm -hmm. them not actually printing retraction, saying, hey, we posted something saying that this was a terrorist attack and actually it wasn't. I'm sorry about that. Or this person that really bothered me, I followed her because she's going to be a treasure trove of dumb belief. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's like hitting a freaking gold mine from this Sarah Reese Jones from Politic USA saying that it went as far to say that Debbie Washerman Schultz, who was in the car in front of them, I believe, was the target of the terrorist attack. Like, I mean, imagine going that far and then just deleting the tweet, not yeah. saying anything about it. After. Oh, by the way, it wasn't. The, not only was she not the target of the terrorist attack, but it wasn't even a terrorist attack at all. Yeah. Not even saying, well, just talk of it. Let me post eight things about how terrible Trump was on Sunday. That's mm -hmm. what, actually what she did. Okay. It just drives me nuts, and that's how this kind of stuff happens. A lot of people have beliefs or have these ideas based on false information, both on the left and the right, by and the way. And feelings. And feelings. Yeah. That's true. And th th they, they will take the right to task about their conspiracy theories and mm -hmm. all of this while generating their own. Oh, yeah. While generating their own. For sure. They like the one about how taxes it. are good for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about how they, when the government spends money, it actually uh, recoups a, a yeah. larger uh, reward later on. Yeah. Speaking of misinformation, folks, mm. I got to tell you something. It's happened. We're on the list. We, we've been finally we've uh, we've been on the list for a while. Actually, we oh, can yeah. tell with a lot of engagement and things like that are, are happening. So congratulations, folks. We're we've made it. We've made it. We were notified today that uh, we got banned on YouTube. And so I don't know if you're going to put this picture up for everybody, but I'm going to uh, put the, uh, well, that one I accidentally saved over it earlier. Oh, okay. So it's, I don't have that, but if I do you, have the thing from the, from the who, not okay. the band, but from the organization. Yeah. If yeah. you all remember last week, we covered Thomas Massey um, in his video uh, from his press conference where he told the reporter that he hasn't taken the shot. He's not going to take the shot. Because um, it turns out that if you've had the disease of SARS-CoV-2, then you have a pretty good immunity against getting it again. Definitely symptomatically. It's 94% efficacy rate. So anyway, we posted a video of that conversation that Nate and I had playing the video. And then and put it up on some, of our, some of our commentary. And uh, we got banned for it because uh, we violated the Medical Misinformation Act. That YouTube <laughs> so we submitted an appeal um and but we're going to talk about this first now fortunately very fortunately for us um in this tyrannical in this whatever in this tyranny we live in the tyranny city of, of silicon of valley yeah 
Now, of course, I want to reiterate that YouTube can do whatever they want. They mm -hmm. can take our whole channel down if they want to. It's their, it's their platform. I didn't build that. We get to use it for free, right? And we obviously hope to to build a following um, as large as we possibly can to, to, to combat other information that's out there and give you guys the truth and give more people the truth. But at the same time, like this is YouTube's platform, so I'm not. I can't be mad and say, oh, this is unfair. I think my politicians should do something about it. I can't be frustrated that YouTube didn't even hold true to their policy. Now, of course, this was probably a bot that yeah. just found something about COVID and was like, oh, ban first, ask questions later. So we got banned for seven days. And then right before the show started, uh, our appeal was won. Didn't even have to submit arguments. Yeah. We just appealed. Well, we did. I'm pretty sure I sent John a couple screenshots. And so the thing was, Massey said that he wasn't going to take it because he had natural immunity. There were a lot of studies saying that that was okay. And, mm -hmm. and so look through YouTube's guidelines and they said that you couldn't post anything that contradicts your local health authorities or the World Health Organization. At first, I thought maybe it was the CDC, so I looked up the CDC's website, looked up everything, about the CDC. and uh, I looked at the natural immunity on the CDC. By the way, can't find anything about natural immunity on the CDC's website. Mm. Uh, searched it, went through several pages of search results, can't find anything about whether or not you have any type of natural immunity from prior COVID infection on CDC's website. So that's pretty crazy. So anyway, I don't, I don't know if you got, well, yeah, from, I mean, from YouTube's guidelines right here, it says YouTube doesn't allow content about COVID-19 that poses a serious risk of egregious harm. <laughs> so basically talking about one of our representatives from Kentucky, that's man, that's a serious risk of egregious harm. YouTube doesn't allow content that spreads medical misinformation that contradicts local health authorities or the who not the band, the world health organizations, medical information about COVID-19 this is limited to content that contradicts who or local health authorities guidance on treatment, prevention, diagnosis, transmission, social distancing, and self-isolation guidelines, and the existence of COVID-19 itself. So Nate dug into the WHO's website. I'll put the link in the show notes, by the and way. And this is really nice right here, right? Just right there in a nice PDF format. The WHO has a section here called reinfection. It says, though rarely reported to date, Reinfection with SARS-CoV-2 can occur. This was a, by the way, general broad thing was talking about natural immunity if you had had a prior yeah. COVID infection. Four large studies from the United Kingdom, the United States of America, and Denmark, as well, there's also a study that Thomas Massey was referencing, which was the entire country of Israel with 7 million people, uh, estimated that infection with SARS-CoV-2 provided 80 to 90% protection from reinfection up to seven months and up to 94% protection against symptomatic disease, meaning you could be reinfected, but there's a 94% or I'm sorry, there's only a 6% chance that you're going to be reinfected and have symptoms, meaning that the, it's not really a danger. They're not even you. saying serious symptoms. They're yeah. just saying show any symptoms, which is, by the way, the numbers that they use for the vaccines too. They'll talk about symptomatic. That's what the F. Yeah. That's what yeah. they talk about the efficacy rate being. Yeah. And symptomatic is important because that's what kills you, mm -hmm. by the way, if you, yeah, have, you symptoms. have symptoms, yeah, like you can have HIV and not and never die mm -hmm. because you, you never suffer from any of the symptoms that the virus causes because so, it never turns into AIDS because it never turns into AIDS, like how SARS-CoV-2 turns into COVID-19 pneumonia. Mm, yeah, <laughs> really bad pneumonia, really bad. Yeah. So anyway, but luckily we won the appeal right away and uh, YouTube Supreme Court 
<laughs> wrote a scathing opinion, I think. I have yet to read it. Uh, definitely had a few dissenters on that uh, on that bench. And but. so uh, the thing that I would want to recommend to everyone, anyone else who has a podcast or does videos or anything, always do an appeal when they do this because it's definitely a bot, okay, and they look for some keywords. And in this case, Thomas Massey was saying that he wasn't going to get the vaccine and and why he wasn't saying that he didn't need it and that there wasn't any data. And there were enough keywords in the video that it triggered their algorithm to tell us that we had an infraction and that we weren't going to be able to post anything for a week. And you can just do an appeal and you can even find the website. You can even go to the Who's website and pull up the actual information from their website that shows that you do have protection, 94%, if you have prior, up to 94%, if you had a prior infection. And uh, and then they can let you out of jail right there. That's mm-hmm. your bond. You just post it right there. Yes. No charge. The charges are dropped, actually. Yeah. They were so, dismissed. They The charges were dismissed. I believe our arrest record is going to remain, though. Yeah, we do have a few arrests, but we always win our appeals, so mm-hmm. that that's good. We must know people in the right places. That's right. That's we the always only get way. the charges dropped. That's the only way. Tell everyone about. So we talked a little bit about this on Friday. We talked. We've talked a lot about states taking care of what the federal government's going to end up doing on the on gun legislation. And we mentioned this on Friday that Governor Abbott in Texas was doing some cool stuff. And, and so this we know is the federal government told Missouri they can't do that. So are they going to tell Texas the same thing? I'm sure they will, but we're going to find Here they're not go. going to be able to enforce it. Yeah, exactly. This coming uh, from Texas.gov, by the way, Governor Abbott signed Second Amendment legislation into law. So straight from the Texas government itself, man. Governor Greg Abbott today signed seven pieces of legislation into law to protect Second Amendment rights in Texas. Now, of course, again, Greg Abbott's done some great things and done some absolutely horrible things, especially mm-hmm. when it came to covid we had the Yao convention canceled in Dallas. That was a real bummer. And although that wasn't him, but you know, yeah, he, true. He he did allow the private organization that we were going to have that to to cancel, which is which is well, fine. no, the pri- no, the city of Dallas, oh, the city, is, that's right, the one are. that canceled it. The, You're right. Yeah. The private organization was going to mm-hmm. host us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, politicians from the federal level. This is a quote: Politicians from the federal level to the local level have threatened to take guns from law-abiding citizens, but we will not let that happen in Texas said Governor Abbott. Texas will always be the leader in defending the Second Amendment, which is why we built a barrier around gun rights this session. These seven laws will protect the rights of law-abiding citizens and ensure that Texas remains a bastion of freedom. Thank you to the Texas legislator for getting these bills to my desk. I bet they were all meeting like, guys, we have a lot of people come from California and New York. (laughs) We need to put some laws in place to make sure we none of this stuff happens over here, man. Senate Bill 19 prohibits any governmental entity from contracting with any business that discriminates against firearm and ammunition businesses or organizations. Wow. So they're even hitting them where it hurts. Mm -hmm. Senate Bill 20 allows guests to store firearms in their hotel rooms. You weren't allowed to do that before? Yeah, that's all. That's kind of a weird one because I feel like the hotels are kind of private places and, you know, not your property. I'll tell you what. It's someone um, else's property, literally. So it's kind of weird. I'm going to tell on myself right here, but um, I have a client in Louisville, Kentucky, and I was staying there, and I accidentally left a firearm behind. You left your gun in the hotel. Sure did. And they turned it into the police. I had to go to, down to the Louisville the Police Department and pick it up, and they took all my ammunition. What? They wouldn't give it back. They only gave me back the gun and, and all that. Huh. The gun and the, and the magazines and the clips. <laughs> yeah. 
And I got and my, the, you got your clips yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And they they uh, they left the rapid Empty clips, the rapid fire button. Yeah, that's good on there. So that's good. She's back to. So you got your full auto thousand pistol, rounds a second pistol back with the extended clips that you had in there. That's, that's right. good. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they kept the sharks though. They gave me the laser beams back. Got the okay. Well, that's, that's good. good. I just need new sharks. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> Senate Bill 550 removes the shoulder or belt holster requirements, allowing Texans to carry firearms in whatever kind of holster they choose. I didn't know they had requirements. Free to choose your holster. House, uh, which you can do by going to wethepeopleholsters.com. Look How at that. about that? Yeah. They have great holsters, by the way. I, I, I should have Glock one 19. coming in sometime. Got one for my Glock 19, and I love it. Uh, House Bill 957 repeals the criminal offense of possessing, manufacturing, transporting, or repairing a firearm silencer. It also ensures that any firearm suppressor manufactured in Texas and that remain uh, and that remains in Texas will not be subject to federal law or federal regulation. So you're not going to get put in. I mean, what if the feds come in to arrest you, though? You know? Yeah. I'm interested in seeing how, how far they go how, with that. Yeah, you know? how they're going to. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just call Chuck Norris from yeah, that's Walker, true. Texas Ranger. He'll roundhouse <laughs> kick him into the back to the federal government. He'll roundhouse kick him back to D.C. You don't belong here. House Bill 1500 prevents any government entity from prohibiting the sale or transportation of firearms or ammunition during a declared disaster of emergency. I guess that was a thing before. House Bill 1927 authorizes constitutional carrying in Texas, meaning law-abiding citizens or law-abiding Texans can legally carry a handgun without a license to carry. And 2622 makes Texas a Second Amendment sanctuary state by protecting Texans from new federal gun control regulations, meaning whatever the federal government does doesn't apply in Tejas. That's pretty good, man. Welcome to America, the Lone Star State, where we believe in freedom. And walls. And, yeah. Hey, uh, terrorists hate freedom. We love freedom. The good, it, it, this is a good news thing. And so it's good to find, you know, you look at all the terrible, tyrannical things that you see from governments all over. And it's good to remind yourself that the states can still be in control of this and that you can still live in the right state and not have to worry so much about what the federal government is doing. And I bet some more states follow suit on this, and it's going to end up turning into what we've seen with the weed legislation. It's obviously federally prohibited, okay? They don't allow it. The federal government doesn't. But guess what? There's a lot of states out there where you can have weed, even though the federal government says you can't. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to end up seeing. <clears throat> so That's right. And, okay. uh, you know, Maurice lives in Houston. I know a few people that we have here live in Texas, and he says Abbott still sucks. I'm sure he does. Yeah. But this is good. I mean, it's at least something that we have moving in the Liberty direction. And I think that should always be celebrated. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get Liberty back one piece at a time, folks. You know, one, only, one bill at a time. The only other way is through a revolution. And nobody wants that. That, that nobody wants that. I don't want that. Although, I would rather take it back piece by piece. Although people in Texas are going to be more ready for it now because yeah, they're not sure going to have will. their guns taken away. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that that should happen or anything. Right. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm we, you guys have seen me on the camera. I'm not doing anything at all. Let's talk about the next thing. Okay. <laughs> one more thing here, and this is a freaking big one that got my heart racing earlier, Charlie. Uh-oh. Okay. This kind of stuff makes having me... having heart palpitations. I get upset because it's so obvious, and you can just be called so many names for saying things that are so obvious, 
And then when it turns out that you're right, like a year later, ain't no one coming back to apologize. This is an episode about how people need to apologize, man, <laughs> for being so wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is a couple studies, but this is a study from the National Bureau of Economic Research from a few people that the MBER actually published. But from Fee and Mr. Brad Palumbo, Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo, check that out. We just got even more proof that stay-at-home orders lethally backfired. You guys know all those conversations we had like a year or so ago, a little bit more, about how the terrible effects from the economic policies and the stay-at-home orders and all that were could actually end up having a, an adverse effect and that they weren't going to actually save enough people's lives and you could end up losing more people to other things. Could actually kill more people. Could end up hurting more people. Well, there are We actually, talked about multiple ways people die, mm-hmm. not just from a virus. There are actually more studies now. No, and, we were wrong. No, yeah. we were just crazy, mm-hmm. just rat supremacists out there talking about our freedoms and we don't care if people die. We actually want we want people to die. You know, that's what it is. It's not that you could actually look at history and see the amount of more people that die, the more the unemployment rate goes up and and write down the numbers on a piece of paper and see which one could end up with more deaths. You know, but we're starting to get some more information here. Life. About how right we were, you mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And that is important information that we must share. Yes. <laughs> Life under lockdown was hard for all of us, from economic destruction to is social... This a up- new, is this a new section called We Were Right? Yeah. That's most sections, I think. <laughs> it's but the whole podcast. It's We Were Right or We Are Right or We're Going to Be Right. It's one of those things. <laughs> That's what we talk about here on the podcast. Uh, from economic destruction to social isolation, the costs of restricted government policies intended to mitigate the spread of COVID-19 have been steep. But now yet another study suggested the benefits wrought by our collective sacrifice were negligible at best. And the stay-at-home orders may have even increased overall mortality. Mm. Okay. Now these are about stay-at-home orders specifically. Okay. In a new paper, economists from the University of Southern California and the Rand Corporation. That's probably just something ran by that fake Dr. Rand Paul. I bet, mm-hmm. I bet that's what's going on. <clears throat> Uh, examine the effectiveness of shelter in place, which we will hereby call SIP for the remainder of this conversation. Uh, mandates, aka stay-at-home orders, using data from 43 countries and all 50 U.S. states. The experts, the experts analyze not just deaths from COVID-19, but excess deaths, a measure that compares overall deaths from all causes to a historical baseline. Remember a little over a year we were talking about the excess deaths numbers and what that could end up mm-hmm. being? The authors explain that the lockdown orders may have had lethal unintended consequences in their own right, such as increased drug overdoses, worsened men- mental health problems, increased child abuse, deadly delays in non-COVID medical care, and more. So to find out whether state orders truly help more than they hurt, examining the excess, excess deaths, not just pandemic outcomes, is key. So a quote from this, and I'm actually going to read some of this. I read through the study today to figure out exactly what it was they were looking at. So don't worry. I went ahead and did that to make sure there wasn't too much BS or anything going on. You know, not a whole bunch of just right wingers out there picking and choosing data because we always want to be talking truthfully here on the podcast. Quote, we fail to find that shelter in place policies save lives. The authors report indeed They conclude that in the weeks following the implementation of these policies, excess mortality actually increases. Fake. This is fake news. Even though it had typically been declining before the orders took effect. 
And across all countries, the study finds that a one-week increase in the length of stay-at-home policies corresponds with 2.7 more excess deaths per 100,000 people. That's more, so it's not negative 2.7, that's 2.7, that's not good. Okay, they also said, quote, we failed to find that countries or U.S. states... Hang on, hang on, because Brad says here the lockdown simply didn't work. Not only did they not work, yeah, it was worse. Yeah. So this is more than just not working. Who could have it's ever the, even imagined something like the this? The government actually caused more deaths. Yeah. More. Isn't than what have than what have would have naturally happened? Two point seven on average. This is per something. Hundred thousand people. This is something that it's no disgusting. one could have predicted. There's no way that you could have ever imagined that something like this would happen. Tom's and asking so, if we're trying to get banned on YouTube yeah. again. <laughs> this clip probably won't make it on YouTube right now. Okay. <laughs> but I will cite the study and we'll see. We'll see what John puts in there. Okay. Uh, so we failed to find that the countries or U.S. states that implemented SIP policies earlier and in which SIP policies had longer to operate had lower excess deaths than countries where that were slower to implement. So they said we failed to find that people who implemented earlier or who kept them longer California. actually had lower excess deaths. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let me actually tell you some of the, some of the stuff that's in the study. I'm going to actually read to you from the book of the national Bureau of economic research here real quick. Okay. One of my favorite publications and I have gone through and trimmed out some of the unnecessary things here, but I left all the facts in here. This is no cap real quick. Okay. Okay. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused an unprecedented policy response from public health officials and governments. As of May 8th, 2021, approximately 3.2 million deaths worldwide and 581,000 deaths in the United States were attributed to COVID-19. To slow COVID-19 transmission, many countries in the United States localities implemented non-pharmaceutical interventions, one of the most common of which was shelter-in-place. These policies are designed to reduce COVID-19 transmission by restricting non-essential mobility. Okay, so they talk about how they measured all this and all that. And here's some of the summary. Even if SIP policies reduce COVID-19 transmission, their impact on overall health is unclear as SIP policies likely have several important unintended consequences. No. SIP policies might lead to unemployment or reduced economic activity. No. The policies may increase stress and anxiety due to social isolation, potentially leading to increased substance use and suicides. There's no way. This is... My, I'm so surprised right now. Reduced physical mobility may have also caused increases in child abuse and domestic violence, which can adversely affect health in both the short and long run. Hmm. Recent work, uh, recent work, these other studies suggest that SIP policies reduce use of high-value non-COVID care, such as cancer screenings and vaccinations. No. For other things that kill people, by the way. The other things kill people other than COVID. That is what people forgot to think about. These complex effects suggested that SIP policies might reduce COVID-19-related mortality, but might also increase mortality from other causes. This naturally raises the question, what is the impact of SIP policies on all-cause mortality. All-cause. is all Are cause... you saying we should look at death as why, a whole? Why are we talking about all-cause? I didn't hear all-cause 19 going around killing people last year. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. In both settings, they had talked about some... They had talked about two settings. <laughs> <laughs> In both settings, we fail to find that SIP policies save lives. 
To the contrary. To the contrary of saving lives, by the way. We find a positive association between SIP policies and excess deaths. We find that following the implementation of SIP policies, excess mortality increases. The increase in excess mortality is statistically significant in the immediate weeks following the implementation for the international comparison only. At the U.S. state level, excess mortality increases in the immediate weeks following SIP implementation and then trends below zero following 20 weeks of the implementation. So they also, they put in here afterwards in the next paragraph, well, okay, you have more excess deaths right after they implemented shelter in place, okay? Well, they implemented shelter in place because people were dying. So they did this. So obviously right after you implemented it, you saw excess deaths, but that was already happening. Well, they actually say no. In fact, what we saw was excess deaths were trending down a lot of times before this happened. And then we didn't see those excess deaths as much in the places who didn't put the SIP policies in the place. So they knew that that's what people would think right afterwards. And they disproved that in the next paragraph right afterwards. At the same time, recent work predicts that the COVID-19 pandemic and the associated economic recession may lead to a significant increase in the number of deaths of despair in the U.S. These deaths of despair are due to economic, economic stagnation and social isolation associated with the pandemic and include deaths due to causes such as suicide and substance use disorder. Within the U.S., the number of drug overdoses, unintentional injuries, and homicides increased between March and August 2020. And then I didn't put any wow. more in there because that's a lot of the study. <clears throat> yeah, this is um, not only was it predictable, but it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. That now that the chicken has come home to rooster the hen house. Yep. Yeah. It's that's what they do. It's it, this is something you hate to be right about. But this is something we talked about March, March and April of 2020, by the way, right when the pandemic was setting in that should you take COVID-19 seriously? Yes. If you have a lot of comorbidities, should you take it seriously? Yes. Are there going to be unintended consequences from all of these ridiculous, tyrannical government policies? A resounding yes. Mm -hmm. And no one was taking that into consideration. You had no one trust the science, follow the science, do what they tell you to do. But no one was, no one, well, very few people were taking into consideration the fact that there are other reasons humans die. You you still have a better chance of dying in a car accident than you do from dying of COVID nineteen, or anything else for that matter. Just about, and, and it, this is the this is the disgusting part. But but how do you expect? I guess the hardest answer here is how do you go about getting people to not have that emotional response to something right off the bat and get them to consider. Like, why did we not have economic experts in the room? Why did we not have other healthcare professionals in the room saying, okay, well, if we shelter in place, then I've got, you know, a thousand cancer screenings I'm supposed to do over this next year. What do you want me to do with those people? Some of them may be terminal. Just let them die. You didn't have those types of people in the room asking questions. You only had the virus experts. And what are they going to say? They're going to say, We have to do something to mitigate the virus. Their job is to slow the spread of the virus. Right. Their job doesn't. And if other things happen, that doesn't matter. They still do their job, which is to slow the spread of the virus. You know, you can you can slow you can slow the amount of people who get in car accidents by by not allowing anyone to drive. Okay, you could do that if you want to. And that's your only job. But then all types of other economic consequences are going to happen on the other side of that. And that's not their job to look at it. You know, I put there, you can put blame 
obviously on the politicians, on the health experts, the ones that were only worried about COVID. This really does come down a lot to the people, though, because the politicians that are doing this, they're doing this because the people want to see them slow the spread of the virus and they get scared and the people get scared about one specific thing and they don't think about other things really whatsoever when there's one of these just big fear fear porn times happening you know they're they're scared of the one thing and they don't want covid-19 because it's something that you don't it's something that's not normal okay it's not fear of the unknown it's not part of the plan you know someone going to die in a car wreck today? Yeah, sure. That's part of the plan. That happens every single day, you know. Uh, to keep quoting the Joker from The Dark Knight, you know, a truckload of soldiers going to blow up somewhere in another country? Yeah. No one freaks out. It's all part of the plan. But whenever you bring in something that's not part of the plan, people freak out like crazy. And so the politicians whose, whose goal is to... <laughs> They're the politicians <laughs> whose goal is to, what's the politician's goal? It's to keep their job and then to keep their job going, to get reelected. That's what a politician's goal is. Now, most yeah, they don't want to see a recall election. No, most of the time politicians. Okay, hold on. I almost said something really stupid. Let me rephrase. Politicians are supposed to keep their job by doing good things for the public overall. And that is what you would expect. Like the public would vote for a politician because they're doing good things. In this case, it's whatever the public perceives to be a good thing. And then they can keep their jobs. Okay. Because if the people in charge, if the health experts and the people in charge of the county health department and all that, they don't do something to stop COVID-19, then the people are going to vote them out of office. Because the only thing that people cared about was whether or not people were going to die from COVID-19. And they don't want to look at all this stupid economic stuff over here on the side. Someone dies of suicide. Well, that's obviously their fault. They did it. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's their fault over there. Drug overdoses, stuff like that. They're making bad. So I want, I don't want to go somewhere and get COVID-19. So I'm going to vote you out because you didn't stop this. Okay. And that's all politicians care about. That's all Fauci's job was to, was to do was to make sure that people weren't getting COVID-19. That's all it was. And all the economic consequences just didn't matter whatsoever. But when you look at all causes of death, well, then we've actually got a problem here. That's And good Lord, Charlie, if we didn't predict this exact same thing, I mean, the, the exact situation, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I'm having a hard time of it feeling good. Yeah. Because we're talking about death here. Sometimes you want and to be wrong. We're against death. Mm -hmm. I even think we said that we hope we're wrong. I'm pretty sure but, we did, but yeah. we, but we knew we weren't going to be, and that sucks. <laughs> and that sucks. It really does. Yeah. And I know we're kind of being sarcastic and things like that, but guys, these types of things, Nate and I aren't the smartest people. We're well with the smartest Speak people for yourself, Charlie. The smartest people in this room because we're the only two people in the yeah, office yeah. <laughs> yeah. right now. We're always the smartest people in the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but as far as like I don't know, intelligence goes nationwide. You know, I'm no. <laughs> I'm no Elon Musk, yeah, but I could build a rocket. But uh, <laughs> if you put your mind to it, I'm sure <laughs> right. you could. But the thing about it is, is these things can be so predictable if you just pay attention, and you can notice, you just notice the shift, and it's it. This is something, and to me, feels wrong to be right about. Yeah, because we're talking about death, and we're against death in all forms. I don't want to see people die of suicide, overdose, cancer. Heart attacks, diseases, diabetes. So you take all that into account when you're thinking about Car what wrecks, to do about COVID-19, Plane right? crashes, yeah. Helicopter crashes. Don't forget, Kobe died. Helicopter. You just, 
It's like, what? It, let's stop everyone from dying from COVID-19. Let's literally lock people in their houses and never let them out. A lot of people, you're going to stop a lot of people from dying from COVID-19. And let's keep them in there for months, you know? A bunch of them are going to die from starvation. But the COVID-19 deaths went down. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially, that's an extreme example, but that's, that's really what you're doing here because you're ignoring all the other ways that people die. And that gets really annoying when you're dealing with people's lives. I didn't realize that it was Rashida Jones that was in that Dave Chappelle skit. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Sorry, we're looking at gifts on the... Um, Kobe! Disc- that was really random for sure if you're not watching here on the private Discord that these fine folks uh, got access to by going to patreon.com slash Liberty. But uh, yeah, super random. But I did not realize... I did not remember that that was her. Okay, anyway... Sorry. Anyway, that's a that's. We were all. talking about how sad it was that Nate and I were right. So yeah, we don't um, want to be right anymore. But guys, this is these are things you have to pay attention to. These are the types of things that we need to to change, right? And I think that starts at a local level, and and places like um, places like South Dakota got it right. I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, and this is why liberty is so essential. And this is why that famous quote from Benjamin Franklin. We think it's from him. <laughs> we might not have ever we, even happened you know we don't know but but uh if you trade a little bit of liberty for a little bit of security you deserve neither that's exactly how he and, said a word for word yeah yeah little little Same li- words little liberty little mm-hmm. security those things don't meld man those colors don't bleed and he said man read the race he said man i'll tell you what mm-hmm. yeah and he that's, said that's what grandpappy franklin used to say all the time mm-hmm. yeah it's a good quote it's one of my favorites mm-hmm. <laughs> i learned that somebody learned me that back in the day and he went with it so anyway, that we have to keep liberty as the fundamental principle uh, of everything that we do. And if you follow that logic, then perhaps less people would have died. You might have had maybe a few more COVID-19 deaths, but overall death might have gone down. Well, and some that's of these what we were, need to focus on. Some of these we're not going to see for a while. There's uh, Depression can take a long time. You know. Well, we talked about uh, the 10-year trend overall 10 years of how death increases for that period of time mm-hmm. due to economic reasons. We know that, what is it? 150 million more children are going to starve to death because it's, of it's quite, supply chain issues and all kinds people, of stuff. Not children, but the, there's a lot of, there's tens of millions of people that are likely going to starve to death because of this. But we, you don't know about people not checking up on their cancer, not doing their cancer screenings. Like We don't know how many of those people are going to die, how many people aren't going to catch it early. We know some of them, but we don't actually know what that number is going to be yet. It's going to take a few years. How many people uh, got overweight while they were sitting at home watching Netflix? Eating their know? bonbons. And they're going to shave years off their life or something. You know, when they have a, when they end up having a heart attack, you know, because all the gunk that's inside their, their, their coronation arteries, mm-hmm. then uh, that's a technical term. It's a Latin thing that, that, uh, that we learned uh, not too long that's ago. That's where it comes from. You're not going to remember that. Well, that's actually because of the COVID lockdowns. Now, actually, it's because they didn't do something afterwards. Let me tell you something. A lot of people were pretending to work out because I, I was trying to order some workout gear and it was everything was sold out. Hmm. How about that? Of course, I I wanted some road gear and I guess I could have went with some I don't know cap from Walmart (laughs) or something. But uh, yeah, I, I tried to order things for months and I'm just now. Getting my shipment in. It's and now on, they have it's on its anymore. <laughs> now it's too hot. Yeah. Too now, much time's gone by. <laughs> now it's too hot to work out in the garage. I'm like, ah, screw this. But a lot of people pretended to work out during that time. All and, right. Uh, yeah, that's exactly how my pull-ups look, just like that. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> let's uh let's anyway end, y'all let's if you enjoyed thing. today's episode which i know you did you're oh, probably a little bit sad that hurt. Um, but also i know you enjoy it so hit that subscribe button like nate said or the follow button on spotify we appreciate every single one of you and uh share the show with a friend that's a free way uh, if you want to spend a little bit of money you can go to patreon.com slash good morning liberty and for just as little as five bucks a month that can get you in the live group where you can chit chat with us and when you're in the live group there's no ads so sometimes yeah never there's never any ads yeah, there's no, they're never there they actually just skipped right past what you guys on the podcast just are had here to listen right to. Yeah. we already ended talking to them a long time ago okay we've actually just been hanging out exactly for hours now That's just right. just chatting with everyone patreon.com slash good morning liberty <laughs> share the show with a friend if you guys do all of those things mastermystonks.com then we will be right back again tomorrow hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty <laughs> <laughs>